Warning. Elements of real-world religion are used in this podcast to serve the purposes of a work of fiction. They are to drive the drama forward and are not intended to be taken as a statement of opinion by the players. Thank you for listening. A plume of dust rises over the square of red stone, a choking cloud kicked up by the horse hooves of those you know to be these assholes from the Aaronite Order. Fuckers. Fuck them. Don't fuck them. Don't fuck them. The asshole lights. I mean Aaronites. <laughs> you, have to, you have to control your natural instinct. <laughs> well, they're not paying. Bodies litter the street. Not just that of the late Martin Hoagland and those who would see him freed, but also a number of innocent townsfolk laid low by the spiteful bullets fired by cowardly men. The sheriff is, quite impotently, trying to quell the panic as the people react with shrieks and sobs, rushing off in different directions or tending those who have been injured. Doc Potter, whose face is pale aside from the deep purple of the bags under his eyes from not sleeping for the past two days, you guys have kept him busy, blinks away his exhaustion for the last several nights and rushes to the scene with his surgeon's bag in hand. As the sign of the cup and barley sways gently in the spring air, it speckles the ground with bright bright red blood, drippings from the arterial spray from when Doc's bullet hit its mark. Each of you bore witness to what happened next, as the man's skin seemed to knit together before your eyes. And perhaps not all of you noticed that when the shooting started, Jedediah had drawn iron at Levi Willeen's back. Mm-hmm. And we begin from there. Okay, so are we done cut, like cutting down the insurgents here and... This is pieces. the immediate aftermath. I mean, immediate. There are still horses in visual range. The yep. guy that got shot a few times my, my, is my, more than 600 feet away from you, but other than that, no. Everybody, it's still exactly how we ended before. So there's still some cultists that are... Yeah. We're not in combat rounds, but I, I want some narration for like what's going down in the aftermath here. Cool. I mean, as, as I mentioned before, I've, Levi is just uh, working his way through them and trying to deal non-fatal blows, but he's using a saber. So, you know... Mostly so, pommel strikes and stuff. Somebody... <laughs> Yeah, but if if somebody has if somebody's in front of him and he, and he has to do like a slash or something, then so be it. Okay. <clears throat> He's trying not to kill though, because he mostly because he knows how it makes him feel. What is everyone else up to at this time? Uh, Jed will be making his way to the gallows for cover, and probably engaging in a gunfight with some of these cultists, assuming they're still armed with guns. I, I believe they were, right? Uh, they are, in fact, armed with guns. It seems like most of them are making a break for it, but, uh... Let's see, where's the tune I want? If you're getting engaged in a gunfight, I mean... There's one more thing, too, when, when the coast is clear for me. Okay. It's not clear for you yet. <laughs> but there's some shit going down. What are yeah. you two up to? Uh, Temperance <laughs> is, uh, making her way through the crowd, doing her best to, uh, dispatch any cultists, but she is... Uh, looking for and calling out for Gideon. Okay. Um, if there are any cultists actually dead near me, I'm gonna like kind of kick them a little bit and just sort of see if I recognize any or any insignias or anything or anything that reminds me of my own past or anything like that. That sounds like a history check if ever I heard one. I really like making people roll history, I've determined. Yeah. Going back and looking at the podcast, they make you fuckers roll it all the time. Yeah, it's basically what you used to remember. That's going to be an 11. Um, 12, I'm sorry. Maybe vaguely. Could be one of those faces. 
can turn right. it down a smidge. You got... There we That's go. good. Right there, yep. Yeah. yeah. Alright. The cultists at this point, uh, they're not panicked, but they are fleeing. Um, those who you're able to catch up to, you can dispatch quickly, as they are uh, not actively fighting you. Alright. Um, there is, before you have a chance to sort of rout them, one who manages to put together a Molotov cocktail and light it and fling it directly into uh, one of the saloons that you had previously been in. The mm. Shines Fine. Oh, okay. The Shines Fine is uh, less fine as it is engulfed with flame. Uh, and the flames begin to spread towards the distilling area behind the Shines Fine. Shit. That makes it a bomb. Yeah. Um, so that is what's currently going on around you. And at this point, I'd like to call for a one-round skill challenge, because you know what the stakes are for mm. the Shines Fine. Uh, and Doc, at this time... Haha, uh, Killian, you're not here. I get to play your character for you. <laughs> uh, Doc actually, I believe, has his own horse. So Doc's going to mount up and try to ride after them. Okay. He's, uh, he's, I think he's trained in survival. If nothing else, he knows how to find tracks. Okay. Um, yeah, either a survival or nature, we used that last Yeah. Time. What can I do? Um, quick question. Where, so Gideon was on the water tower <coughs> last time. He slid down to the ground right at the end of last session. He actually came down from the tower. Right, but where is the water tower in relation to the shine sign? About 200 yards away. Okay. So not in a... It's not like it's going to go up in fireworks and kill Gideon from where he's at, no. No, that's not what I'm asking. Oh, okay. She wants to throw Gideon into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Can you blame her? <laughs> fire hates children. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to turn her around. <laughs> So do you have more to that question? I'm not sure if I gave you what you needed. Nope, that's exactly what I needed to know. Okay, cool. Who's ready with the skill roll? How far is the gallows away from the shine's fine? Uh, about 150 feet. It's a long way. Yeah. We're not that's in, sure. like... To fall. We're not in, like, 30-foot movement zone here. This right. is a skill challenge. Go full narration. Okay. This is probably going to occupy several minutes. Okay. Um... Then I'm not ready yet. Somebody else go. Oh, uh, I thought we were going around the table. Uh, no, I'll go. Yeah, start. <clears throat> I can. So you wanted to be skill challenged. I wanted to start uh, going for wounded and helping them out. Okay. At least, get, at least getting them out of the range. Uh, I might be using lay on hands for that. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> that's not a skill check. You have what? Ten points of lay on hands? I do now. Yeah. Uh, if you spend half of it, I'll give you advantage on the skill of the skill roll. That is, uh, by the way, a thing that I will offer up if you ever want to pitch spending like spell slots or other consumable powers. Uh, let me know and I'll probably give you advantage for it. Or give you a bonus or something. I'll lower the DC even. Alright, that sounds good. So I'll make a... I'll do, I guess, medicine to help Sounds good out. to me, yeah. That makes sense. Or I can uh, use sleight of hand. I have that. Uh, medicine would be far more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I can steal people. <laughs> steal their souls. Alright, so that'll be 13. 13, Okay. So Levi is uh, rushing around trying to provide medical aid to the people who've been grievously injured in this encounter. Uh, the Molotov spreads to the interior of the Shine's Fine at this time. You can start to hear uh, shattering glass and panicked sounds from inside the saloon. Reminding that this was, at sunset, it's full of people in there. 
Who's next? Oh, I'll go next. Okay. So now that I know that it's like full of people, there's people inside screaming. I remember. Is this where we stayed? Is this where I had a room that night? That's where you met Vander Fowler. There is a balcony that I was hanging out watching the train come in, right? Yep. All right. So for the purposes of my skill check, like I'm imagining that this build, this uh, the lower floor of this building is starting to catch fire. And there's no way, like, out or in from the outside easily. So I'm going to use athletics to try and jump up and grab the the lip of the balcony and pull myself over nice. so I can get in on the second floor. All right. Let's see that roll. Not my specialty. It's a natural two. Nope. Oh. Yeah. You, uh, you actually make the jump, and your hands get onto the balcony. Mm-hmm. But because of the fire weakening the wood structure, the balcony actually starts to tear away from the building. Ah, so and I you start sliding down onto the sand and a big plank of wood with some nails and stuff. Lands right on your chest, Ooh. and uh, you're going to lose one hit die. Ooh, okay. Ouch. That's a big. Uh, that's uh, Yeah. Well, uh, I saw what Jed was trying to do, and I think my uh, my ladylike acrobatics can get me up there. It could, especially now that there's no balcony in your way. Yeah. And you can use my corpse as a vaulting horse. Yes. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> That is a 17. Oh my god, yeah. Temperance, with practiced precision, leaps over you. And now that there is no, like, overhang, she's able to leap directly into the building. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, And she's able to get into the building and start, like, shepherding people upstairs to get out of here. Of course, the heat's rising. It's a damn nightmare in there. It's total chaos. Gideon, what are you doing? Um, so... I think Gideon's going to be a little uh, kind of oblivious to that. He's sort of focused on what's immediately in front of him. And what I'm thinking of is he's going to watch the the, the esteemable Doc Potter mm. try to help people. And if he sees an opportunity, he will help Doc Potter help people. Because he's all in- interested in the surgery kind of crap. Uh, I want a medicine check with advantage, please. That's, that's going to be a 17. That's huge. Yeah, uh, you actually are incredibly valuable to Doc Potter for a couple different reasons. Doc Potter is a competent doctor. He's a goofball and kind of a weirdo, but he actually knows what he's doing. And you pick up quite a lot from how he actually performs his technique. In addition to that, he is in dire need of an assistant for a lot of reasons. There's more than one patient. It's total chaos. It's not a sterile environment. And, like, he's exhausted. He hasn't slept in two days because every time he tries to go to bed, somebody bangs on the door with a gunshot wound. <laughs> or being pregnant. Or being pregnant that one time. So Giving birth to a gunshot wound. <laughs> now squeeze. Bang! <laughs> Ouch! Um, but it is actually incredibly helpful to him because he's also like not focused and not 100% in it and his brain is just exhausted. And so having an extra set of hands to do things like apply pressure or tie bandages is something that's very valuable to him. Um, it's also going to be very valuable to you. You're not going to get like training in the skill for this, but I do think you should have something for it. I want to give you uh, a one-time use of, like, not inspiration, inspiration, basically the same idea. They can only be used for a medicine check or other attempts to heal someone. Okay, I can do that. <coughs> I'm not going to go the healing potion route. I want this to be based on actually practicing medicine. Yep, that's cool. All right. Uh, with the two of you, even though you're laying in the dirt right now, um, you're able to start shepherding people out of the shine's fine. But the fire is beginning to spread, and now the roof is just covered in flames. Killian shows up with a box of Miller Lite. <laughs> it was the best day ever. <laughs> the aftermath of this scenario is that you're starting to shepherd people out of the shine's fine and get them out of the building. 
Um, does anybody have a last-minute fevered pitch with a skill check to try and prevent the distillery from going up? I'm inside. <laughs> it's not a great place to be. No. <laughs> are there people with water in the town that are currently working at it? They've got a bucket brigade, but they're like a couple hundred feet away as this fire is spreading all over the place. Why isn't anybody a first-level cleric? <laughs> <laughs> well, Create uh, water. I trust Tempered's to, I think Tempered's going to take care of herself for the time being. Uh, so, I will, uh, I suppose I will just try to motivate them to move faster. Okay. By using, uh, I suppose, persuasion. Alright, well, give me a roll. We'll see if it's, if it's humongous, it'll impact things. Okay. DC's going to be pretty high on this. Yeah, I figured it's, it's something, though. And I have a good persuasion. So, nine. <laughs> yeah, no. They are hustling as fast as they can hustle, carrying big buckets one, of water. If there's one thing you're going to save in this town, it had best be your booze. <laughs> and that's when you find so out that it is not. <laughs> it is actually their asses. Yes. <laughs> their asses are more important than their booze. Of all the love things you have in this town. <laughs> Although, Levi would probably be second most interested in their asses. You may recall when you were at the Shine's Fine. <laughs> And there was a hulking bruiser of a man who was working in the distillery. Yes. Big white wife beater and yeah. sort of uh, looked like maybe a bit of a slow man. And uh, he is no more as the flames descend into the distillery and one of the copper stills erupts into a fireball of oh, high-proof shit. alcohol, uh, knocking him off of his feet. His feet separate from his body. You don't see the rest of him as he gets... Lord scattered into the uh, the ashes and remnants of the Shine's Fine. <laughs> Are you all, you all right? <laughs> Due to your efforts, about half of the people inside managed to actually get to the second floor, leap out through the balcony, collapse down, and get onto the street as the building is burning around them. Uh, these people are going to need Doc Potter for a while. Doc Potter needs to sleep before he can do much of anything for these people, though. Rip. Rip in pieces. Uh... I get out, right? Yes, you do. <laughs> no, you're killed, actually. Um, <laughs> Rolls my dice. Reroll. Yeah, you want to like play the handbook real quick? Send in the other tamperance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't catch them. You uh, got their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you felt like I covered it with my five hit point pool already, I, I do want to keep patching people up. Uh, uh, I would be, say story-wise, you already spent a resource, so you're continuing to patch them. Yeah, be, being discreet with my uh, mystic powers as I can be. Yes. Uh, well, right now there's also a child who's performing, like, actual help and surgery. Mm-hmm. So, you're the least weird thing going on right now. Right. <laughs> no, I think you're actually going dink, you know, it's probably sure, a little weirder. I'm sure Doc Potter has some snide remark about, like, you got little hands, you can get into those organs better than I can. <laughs> yes! Is this important? It's now <laughs> canon, yep. <laughs> Extra parts! <laughs> this is just like that board game I played. Three men, four pancreas. So that's not good. So by now the explosion, I would have noticed. Yeah. So I think I would have missed like the fire. But now that there was an explosion, and now I am like torn. Is the fire spreading? It's torn uh, into which way to go now. It sort of looks like it's about to. It looks like it might spread, but the wind's not real strong today, so it's not blowing the flames. And about this time is when the bucket brigade shows up, and they're sort of like, you know, turn their heads back from the flame, and then they they come over and start like drenching buildings around. The distillery, just like get the wood wet so it doesn't catch that sort of thing. Um, once they've gotten the wood wet, they start making a trip for the second set of buckets to start putting out the shine spine. But the shine spine's a loss. They know they can't save the building. The easiest thing they can do at this point is make it a controlled burn, so there's less to clean up afterwards. So I can imagine, uh, you know, Gideon uh, kind of 
stopping what he's sort of in the middle of and sort of looking at that fire and kind of saying out loud, I could have done something about that. And I, you know, maybe I should have. And then maybe Doc Potter kind of reining him back in to like, put your finger there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's tired of bow. Hands you a kidney, hold this. <laughs> Come here, kid, hold this. You're doing something for somebody more valuable. Living felt. people, actually, is a thing that you're doing. Jen is uh, crawling out of the smoldering wreckage because when he fell off the balcony, what chunk of the balcony fell on top of him actually shielded him from the explosion. <laughs> so now he's just trying to like, crawl out of the wreckage. Yeah. yeah I, have great, I have a great visual of a ragged Jed climbing out and <coughs> it's, like, it's like smoke cloud. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> of an actual smoke cloud. I'm looking at my fine suit splattered with blood. Sorry. Temperance gets up and about the blood. <laughs> dusts herself off. Uh, I feel like she sort of that. did the uh, the action hero y thing where she got like the last person she could have the, the shine spine and did the jump off of the second story as it was exploding behind her. She wasn't planning on doing the jump. The, the explosion helped her get out. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Is Temperance like full chimney sweep right now? Yeah, pretty much. Hair's all like messed up and yeah. dirty and like she's like. Now, y'all Terrible don't, Cockney accent. Don't look at me. Mm. Don't look at me. My hair's not right. <laughs> Levi being a gentleman averse his eyes. Uh, Gideon, Temperance, and Doc should all give me perception checks. Oh, I crit. I have 14. Five. Give me a of hand check. Oh no, Ryan's robbing us. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. 20. Okay, that's pretty fucking good. You were the only one who sees that at the start of this chaos, that Jedediah had the gun pointed at Levi's back. It wasn't like, like I, I just, I just started, like, I had a, like a hip shot, you know, yeah. just, just in case. I, uh, I look at you and I look at Levi and I give you a little nod. <laughs> I just tip my hat and wipe soot and grossness off my face. These guys uh, ride off in the distance. You can still sort of hear the hoof pounding. That's sort of like a low rumble of thunder kind of sound. And uh, the sun is starting to go down at this point. The days are getting longer because it's starting to become late spring. And they're rapidly trying to extinguish the shine's fine. And there's enough high-proof liquor in there that it burns bright and hot, but extinguishes real fast. Mm. It's just consumes dry wood, and then it's done. Um, they could probably use it as a campfire for a couple of days, given how much heat is there. But in terms of like open flame being blown all over the place, pretty limited at this point. Yeah, I just puff whiskey burns quickest. That's right. <laughs> a town leaves. That's what I heard him say. Burning the distillery at both ends. <laughs> That's the townsfolk are all holding across the stones. Jed wants to look for a horse. Okay. Well, particularly his horse. He's got all his things. Well, as you may recall, you left his horse back in Hope's uh, Landing. Oh, that's right. You well, took a train to get here. My rent, my rent wreck then that I've been riding. Yes, uh, that was actually Vander Fowler's. Well, then I'm gonna go find Vander Fowler's horse. All right. He's um, probably not using it. After some effort, you find that Vander Fowler is not to be found. Let's look for him. Leave with his horse. <laughs> that horse. That yes. Vander fucker. <laughs> he apparently rode his horse out of town. Go figure. What a stupid bitch. <laughs> but. Uh, if you guys do want to reach Levi, he's probably busy with people right yeah. now. And he's uh, also 
talking to those who are losing hope and trying to restore some sort of some sort of morale. Did we, did we get that? Did we get the creeks? We, we yeah. got the creeks. All right. And the sweeps and the bleeps. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. All right, then I'm going to go find the sheriff. The sheriff's still alive, right? The sheriff's still alive, yeah. He's, he's trying to calm people down, and they're basically ignoring him because he's an idiot. So I'm dusting the, the soot and embers off my, my coat. Yeah. And uh, probably reloading a revolver. And I, I Sheriff. You but, know, oh, it's you. I need a horse. I bet you do. Stables is that way. Which one am I taking? Which one are you buying? You want me to bring these men to justice, or you want to try and put out these fires by yourself? He looks at you, he says, they ain't my horses to give you. Commandeer them in the name of the law? See it done? I ain't deputizing you. You don't have to. Take one of them horses, give it to me. I will not take that man's horses. That is his livelihood. I'll return it to him. Or I'll pay him what it's worth. But right now we need to get on the trail before it gets cold. I just saw more than a dozen men open fire in town square. I don't have a lot of high hopes about you bringing back a horse. Pristine condition. Alright. Have a good way then. He uh, continues to try and console people. He's not very good at anything that has to do with his job. He's yep. actually pretty damn bad at it. But. No, you can add more mm-hmm. thief to your repertoire. Planning on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just reach for the stars. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, uh, what's the plan? Let's see immediate aftermath. For uh, time frame reference, by the way, it's shortly after sunset. Still got that, like, purpley, pinkish glow. You probably see me, like, on my horse, kind of coming back into town. Just doing a, a slow, like, trot, looking around, seeing if I can find you guys first off. And, um, I don't know, see if there's anything I can help out with second off. But I'm kind of, I kind of want to keep an eye out just to make sure if any of these lowlifes stay behind or anything. Not a good vantage point from horseback to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a couple places around town that have like second floor balconies and stuff like that. Um, I forget what I wrote down for the name of the other saloon that you guys had been to. I forget what the other one is called. Either way, that one also has a balcony and it's a good vantage point. Or at least the best you're going to get outside of like climbing up to the water tower where Gideon was, but there's not really a hell of a lot of cover up there either. It's just up and out. If uh, if there's a if, if enough people are cared for, Levi will try to rejoin his companions. You basically have done all that you can for them at this point, aside from like literally being a bedside doctor for the next week. Okay. The immediate surgery type stuff, stopping bleeding, stitching wounds, pulling bullets, that's done. But these people are going to need a doctor full time for the next several weeks if they are going to survive at all. And you gather that probably several of them will die of fever before. Okay. Does it look like Does it look like my companions here are doing their own thing for now? Uh, it definitely looks like Jedediah and Temperance and Doc are doing their own thing. Gideon's been helping Doc Potter. Okay. Since everyone's busy, I will uh, try some of my new my new powers. I will go to a private area and uh, and do a detect poison and disease ritual to make sure no one is uh, infected or poisoned from the recent attack. Uh, what's the range on that spell? Anything within, th- it's going to last for ten minutes. Okay. And uh, anything, basically any poison or disease or the presence thereof, I will detect within thirty feet of me. Okay. Uh, right away you get poison from someone nearby. Does it give you the intensity or severity of the poison? I'm looking that up now. Mm-hmm. 
Come on, so, Schwartz. <laughs> uh, for the duration, I can sense the presence and locations of poisons, poisonous creatures, and diseases within 30 feet of me. I can also identify what kind of poison, poisonous creature, or disease in each case. Uh, alcohol. That's what you get. <laughs> okay. Alcohol poisoning. That's <laughs> yeah, all coming from Jen. <laughs> Alcohol being poisoning. <laughs> well, alcohol is a poison, and it detects poisons, so... Who is alcohol poisoned? Uh, just someone who is full of alcohol. In this case, specifically, it's somebody in one of the homes nearby is presumably very drunk. Like, to the point of dying? No, well, you don't get that, actually, from you. You get the type of poison. Yeah. So you get somebody contains alcohol. Okay, I drink them. <laughs> Shit! Uh, You're drunk! <laughs> <laughs> No, just just surveying, observing uh, observing the aftermath of all this. It's a very disorienting experience because it's something extrasensory, and so as you are perceiving this, it is actively distracting to you until yeah. you become used to it. Um, yeah, I'll probably be mumbling. Someone's had a bit too much, and that one too. Not so much with you. As you're sort of patrolling the streets, as it were, you uh, <laughs> you find that it becomes difficult at times to like remember what impulses you send to your hands and feet to move your body or mm -hmm. like you, your vision swims because you're too busy focusing on other things and things like that at, at times you forget the smell of burnt wood in the air mm -hmm. until you think about smelling things again yeah like there's not enough room in your brain for all of these sensations at the same time as with most things uh, this is just very fascinating Probably a bit like doing drugs. <laughs> to be quite honest. I'm detecting so much venom, man. <laughs> Basically, yes. Alright. Um, but that is precisely what that is. Uh, what is the plan, gentlefolk? It's that euphoric state they always tell you about. <laughs> I'm going to find a quiet place to sit and watch the world burn. They'll come and find us when they really want us. Okay. Till then, they're not even willing to lend me a horse, so... The uh, general store is on the opposite side of the street. It's got a nice bench out front. Get your feet propped up on the railing. I'll buy myself a cigar. They uh, sell you a cigar. Costs <laughs> you 50 cents. Okay. It's a good cigar. So, yep, Jed's got his feet propped up on the railing in front of the general store, smoking a cigar. If at any Waiting point, to be employed. If at any point in time I notice this, I'll go join him. Yeah, yeah I'll prop. This appears to be a relaxing vigil. Don't mind if I do. I also prop, my, prop up my... I'll, I'll put my feet on Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Me too! Gideon, you just became a footstool. Like, you're the right height now. No, he explicitly said me, personally. didn't <laughs> say anything about my elbow. He puts go. his feet on Paul. Just because of your reaction. I'm like, alright, I'm just going to lean into this. Um, where are you going to end up in this? Uh, I'm going to be looking for you. Okay. Uh, and uh, if Doc Potter points me your way, I'm going to uh -huh. start... What I was going to say is at some point I will be looking for you, and I'll, I'll come up and say, Oh, Miss Temperance, Doc Potter said you don't need me anymore, and I'm tired, and I'll just pass right out. Aww. And it's just blood and stuff all up my arms and, like, in my, sh you know, front of my shirt and everything from Aww. helping all day. I'm just a filthy, tired wreck of a 10-year-old kid. I'm going to pick you up or do my best thereof and uh, bring you over to Jedediah and be like, this one's yours after he's passed out. Uh, when you when you approach Temperance, Levi will pull pull out a a, a little a little suitcase. It's, it's well, suitcase may be the wrong words. Kind of like a little 
pack and he pulls it out and there's like a, there's a rag there are several rags as well as some uh, vials of makeup and whatnot. It's like yeah temperance for your face you with the face are you suggesting that I need to paint myself Mr. Williams uh, no just to wipe away to wipe away the charcoal Miss Temperance the handkerchief yeah I take it and I start cleaning up Gideon's hands oh that's a <laughs> <coughs> and I suppose if you do need any extra any extra cosmetics, you may come to me. Stuff comes in handy. Hmm. Handy when, Mr. Williams? I'm a what? bit preoccupied. I was merely making a general statement. But pay no attention to me. I understand you've all gone through a very tough time. Williams, I'm not the one walking around in a retailered Confederate suit now, am I? Well, I suppose it looks a bit stained, but fashionable all the same. It was not a bother to me before. Are any of you hurt? Yeah, I got a little tussled up in that fire, but... Nothing a good night's sleep won't fix while that tin horn of a sheriff finds falls. May I see it, Jedediah? You may not. <coughs> you don't want it healed then, do you? No, it's settling quite well, Mr. Williams. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually laughs. <laughs> How fascinating. Well... This has been an interesting day. Shopkeeper comes out. He's got another one of the cigars. Comes and sits out up there. What's your name, Shopkeep? Wilhelm! Well, Bill, it's a pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Jedi Blackburn. Doc, Mr. Williams. Hello. Temperance. Doc, Doc Blood. The boy, sleeping's Gideon. It's been a very busy day. Yep. Uh, and hanging, that was surely something. What there was of it. <laughs> At least he saw justice. Who, uh, who sets bounties on criminals around these parts? Sheriff of yours? <laughs> Sheriff at times, deputy. Rich folk. Hmm. You know, you're a businessman, landowner, you must have some say. I don't think much out here. Well... For the time being, you have some qualified and skilled bounty hunters in town. Be willing to clean up this mess, but uh, your sheriff appears to be a bit of a coward and uh, tight with purse strings. So, if you have any sways whatsoever and you want to see justice done on the people that burned down your bar over there, you know, I'll be on your porch for a spell and then probably be on my way in the next day or two. He's gonna nod. He says, uh, they don't care for much. Care for us much out here. Who's this talking? So, the owner of the general store. Okay, we haven't met him before, have we? No, he's just some guy. Alright. He's uh, like a tall, thin guy with a white pointed okay. uh, beard and, and full mustache. He sounds German. He sounds German, yeah. Well, his name's Wilhelm, so. Yeah. Yeah. I called him Bill. Dead giveaway. Yep. But he's, he's cool with that. Yeah. He's been in America for a while. <laughs> he knows what's up. So while they're talking, I'll leave. I will just get up, tip his hat. 
Thank you for the company, everyone. Seek me out. I imagine I'm rather hard to miss. If you need me. And I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go look for that tiefling woman that we saw. Okay. So you're sitting on the porch of the general store, smoking yep. a stogie as the sun goes down. Yep. The uh, shine's fine, continues to be extinguished by buckets of water. The bucket brigade eventually catches up to it. Once it's nothing but smoldering coals, they just sort of let it be. Mm-hmm. People are exhausted from carrying buckets of heavy water all day. Um, Gideon is... And they're going to go to the bar to get a drink. Uh, oh. Nope. <laughs> no, there's still one more. It's fine. It's good. The, uh, the owners of the shine's fine are nowhere to be found. You assume that they perished uh, in the encounter. And uh, you also see that Gideon is still passed right the fuck out. Temperance is sort of babysitting. And Levi has wandered away from the porch that you find yourselves seated on. As your cigar burns down to the fingers and you have to mm. throw the rest away. Toss it into the streets. At this point now it's close to probably 9 or 10 o'clock. Sun's uh, pretty much down at this point. You're getting just a little bit of that like light blue over the horizon. Getting long shadows through the streets where you get anything at all. Well, I suppose uh, since my hotel room burned to the ground, I should find another one. Things are uh, cramped here in town, mm. given that uh, the half of the places for people out of town to sleep have been uh, burnt to the ground. However, they are also slightly more vacant on account of the fact that at least one of those rooms is being occupied by the people who just fled town. In mm. another one. Uh, was occupied by an individual you interacted with quite a lot by the name of Chunks Duster, mm. who has apparently also left town. Oh, we're sleeping Chunks. Chunk <laughs> Did he bed. actually leave town, or is that it's just the rumor? It's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> the stage coach, that, that, that is the rumor around town, is that Chunks Duster left town. Hmm. In a bit of a hurry. Yeah, we heard that. What a schmuck. <laughs> Watch out for snakes. Watch out for chunks. <laughs> Alright, well then I guess I'm renting Chunk Duster's room. Alright, yeah, you sleep in his bed. Gross. Huge butt indentation. Yeah, you, you lay Look. down in it and just roll into the center. <laughs> Look, it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. You just, you hold your nose, you close your eyes, and you think yes. of Maui. <laughs> and this is someone who's got some familiarity with being in Chunk Duster's bed. Yes. <laughs> She's an expert. A sexpert, if you will. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm How much do I spend for this room? Uh, let's see. I'm assuming all five people need a place to sleep for the night. Do I find that lady? Oh, you're looking for the tiefling. That's right. I forgot about that. Sorry. It's mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, she's me, single uh, now, so maybe you can just couch surf with her. They got rid of Streetwise, didn't they? I'm not that yeah. much of a cad. <laughs> uh, give me a straight charisma skill check. Stat check. Um, I guess persuasion. Just charisma. Just charisma. Yeah. That's 22. Jesus Christ, really? Yes. I rolled a 19 plus 3 is 22. I guess yeah, found her then. Yep. <laughs> Where is she? She is, uh, she's sitting out in front of one of the homes. She is, like, leaning forward into her own lap, and she's got her face in her hands. And she's rubbing her eyes and her temples. And she's obviously spent most of the day weeping, and she's exhausted. Good evening, miss. Good for some. Well, perhaps I can improve it a bit. My name is Levi Williams. I believe we... I'm not seeking any suitors. I'm not... Well, 
that wasn't exactly what I was tr looking to provide. You see, I do. I got nothing worth stealing. He looks. Levi looks the way he's dressed. I think I'd make too much noise to be a proper brigand, miss. No, my intention is to comfort you in other ways. I believe that you knew someone who was involved with that that group, did you not? And she is immediately reduced to further tears. And please, I do not intend to upset you further. In fact, I want to offer you succor and let you know that I at least will track down the ones who pressed your beloved brother, I presume, into the clutches of that, that group. There's no justice in the world. Yeah. Some of us dream of a better world, miss. Some of us put in the work to make it happen. And she's speaking between sobs, she says. There might be a better world, but it's not for him. It's not for me. It's not for us. What can you tell me? He's so that I might so that I might alleviate it. He Just... threw it away. And she like stomps her feet. She gets up. She starts pacing back and forth. All they wanted was for us to be buried in a Catholic cemetery. Who wants that? My mum rest her soul. Mida. Now, I want to make sure that I, the player, understood you correctly. Uh, so she wants to be buried in the Catholic cemetery? Her parents are deceased and wants both of them to be buried in the Catholic cemetery. And this upsets you? Very much, yes. Where would you prefer to be buried? I wish to be buried as they did. But he cannot. Why can he not? He's not Catholic, not anymore. Well, we all serve the Lord in our own ways. Why not seek out a dispensation? An exception, if you will. He sought out a golden calf. I don't catch your meaning. She sighs. And looks down. She says, are you not familiar with the story of the golden calf? Yes, a bunch of people <clears throat> choosing to worship another, a false idol. If the, is, am I correct in that? And I believe you have your answer. Seeking to worship the material. Although it seemed the the group was quite connected connected spiritually. You're saying that they are uh, well, <sighs> devotees of mammon, as it were? I hope to never know what they're devotees of. Yes, I am trying to help. They rather jostled me too in a bit in a bit of a way they have one of my companions acting very erratically a boy so young no long no older than 12. i'm simply here humbling offering my services as a well you don't have knights in this era anymore do you for pity i enjoyed reading about them as a kid but still, I am here to help, even if my mercenary companions don't feel the same way. <coughs> I simply want to know what you know. And perhaps I can even speak with someone about this Catholic burial if it means that much to you. He's made his decision, 
And uh, you can give me a persuasion check. 16. Okay. She says, I'll tell you what I know, but I want you to never come back here again. He nods. If that is your price, then yes. Well, thank you not to bring up any more painful memories. <laughs> Only trying to right wrongs, but go on. Uh, I will not continue the Irish accent because it's a real struggle for me. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's the story you get out of her, and she does this in a very, like, laboratory style, like, here are facts, and that's it. I'm the fuck out of here. She mm-hmm. has nothing to do with you. Sure. Her brother recently left the Catholic Church because he didn't like, uh, partially didn't like all the things they had to do as Catholics out here. Um, so there's a lot of rigmarole in terms of actively being practicing Catholics. Sometimes it involved traveling to faraway places to go to Mass for certain holidays, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Lots of very mundane, real-world problems with worshipping religions that aren't popular in the region you live in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, however, he got fed up with all that, and he didn't believe in the message anymore, and he was sort of rebellious to their parents as they were kids, and he eventually decided he needed to seek out an opportunity to better himself. Mm-hmm. And when he heard about this Irenite religion, the message spoke to him, and he believed their words of kindness and purity and being closer to the Almighty and being able to physically see representation of the Almighty in the real world outside of all the other major religions of this world not really having that connection. He believed that it was closer to the Almighty he knew and it spoke to him and he wanted to pursue that further. Okay. He was also like a zeroth level acolyte. Like he was not a big deal in the order. He was basically an altar boy in his 30s. Okay. Um, sort of brought around to do like menial chores and like earn his keep by being humbled by having to do chores for the upper level, upper echelon priests. And he one day told her that he was packing his bags and leaving, that he wouldn't be rejoining the Catholic Church. He'd be departing to join the Aaronites at the, I'll humble you all, the tabernacle. <laughs> Bastards. Tabernacle. Either way, he'd be leaving for that. And then he left town. And it was less than a day ago this happened. And then he shows up in town again and immediately gets killed by this man who presumably is a priest of the Uranite Order. I, uh, give her nod, nod of the head and a bow and thank you. And do you know which direction they went into? It's west. <coughs> and what is your name? Somebody give me an Irish name. Moira. 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 Good call. I understand you told me not to come back, but you may rescind that at any time. I'm Levi Williams, and I only want to make things better here. Take care, and have a good evening. She gives you like a half-assed nod of the head. She had a name last session. I forget what it was. We're going to Moira for now. Uh, her brother's name, I remember, which was Virgil. Virgil. Right. Virgil O'Malley. We'll write that down. I also forgot to use the Irish accent last session because I was too drunk. So he had a southern accent because I autopiloted. <laughs> it happens. Don't yep. sweat it. That's what booze does to you. Yeah, it happens. Mess you up quite right. So, um, before I go to sleep and chunk Duster's butt groove for uh, the evening. Oh, and then I'll look, I'll look, look for lodging in the. Look, like it's roof. a bad thing. I'll look, I'll look for lodging in the 
<laughs> remaining tavern. I guess the fancy place. You're gonna have to shack up with somebody because all the rooms are taken. That's not hard for Levi to do. Yeah. There's a sign outside the charred wreckage of the other inn. Coming soon. Chunks, dusters, butt group. <laughs> In fact, I mean, hell, if taverns will have them again, we can shack up again. Um, so, I have a background feature that might be applicable here. Okay, lay it on me. Uh, ear to the ground. Uh, you are in frequent contact with people in the segment of society that your chosen quarries move through. These people may be associated with the criminal underworld, the rough and tumble folk of the streets, or members of high society. This connection comes in the form of a contact in any city you visit, a person who provides information about the people, places, or uh, people or places of the local area. So, specifically, what I'm looking for is somebody who knows the local area, meaning like the immediate wilderness and the direction <laughs> these people rode off in, or um, I believe they're one and the same. But you said. There was a delay in getting Martin Hoagland hanged because they had to get a priest of his out. Is that the priest that we shot a bunch of times and rode away, or is that You're still not a sure guy? Uh, if that guy is still in town, that's the guy I want to find. If not, I will settle for somebody who knows the area and maybe can give me some insight as to where these guys might have gone. There is a Native American guy. Two Bears is uh, a man who is in town who is very familiar with the local area. He's like a hunter or trapper. He comes in and sells furs every once in a while. Uh, kind of a man of the land. And where do I find two bears? Uh, right now, you find two bears uh, getting lit downstairs. Perfect. It's a short walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you guys starting to ask like, all right, where can I find this guy? And they're like, mm-hmm. so is he sitting at a table by himself or? Yeah, he's sort of sitting in the corner. There's some live music on this evening. They're trying to like perk people up after today's debacle. And uh, he's sort of sitting in the back corner. He's got his feet up on the table, and he's got a glass and a bottle. Mm. Pour, drink. <laughs> Pour, drink. He's the kind of guy who'll probably just sleep where he lands. Mm. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to the table and uh, I'll sort of give the the bottle and the glass a nod. That type of afternoon. Many types of afternoon. Mind if I share a table with you for a moment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a shame that we're getting off to this kind of start, but I'll fall chair anyway and sit down. I'll try to make this brief as to leave you back to your privacy and uh, while you're drinking. I'm uh, looking for someone. I think you might know where to find him. He waits. You, uh, you here for the big commotion earlier, burning down of the saloon and whatnot? Yeah, well, the, the Desperados that did that, uh, they rode off to the west. Now, I'm not a, not a man of these parts, somewhat of a stranger, but I have a feeling that I will be hired sometime soon to go track these men down and, you know, doing a little poking around, see if I can't find out what lies in that direction they might have used as a holdout. Says, um, not much goes that way. Town of Fortune, small town. What's Fortune got going for it? Anything these men might be interested in? Scarcely any food at all. One distillery. Anything beyond that? Caves, Hills. wilderness? Hills, mountains. So, uh, he starts to think. He starts rubbing his chin. There's a tainted lens there. I'm gonna go that way. Tell me more about these tainted lands. He looks around a little bit. 
stifles like the drunk hiccups. Mm-hmm. Looks around. He says, um, "People tend to see." He looks down at his bottle. People tend to see people that they've seen before, but no longer walk above the earth. They go there to see spirits, ancestors, that sort of thing. You could say that. Hmm. That does strike me as the kind of thing that these gentlemen might be interested in. You know anything about them? What happened today? No. Let me give you a bit of gossip and bend your ear for a moment. And uh, Jed will launch into the full Monty of of the the strange things he saw. And as many, you know, white men in the the West were, you know, sort of just understand that Native Americans have a different spiritual outlook. So maybe he's just bouncing ideas off or venting. Who knows? He's just... But he, he dumps it all out on the table and, uh, you know, that's that's how we got to where we are right now. And like I said, I, I aim to be killing these men sometime soon. And any any help you might be able to give me as to their motives or their spiritual methods, maybe that will lend me a hand. He says um, they'll be riding past Sky's Run, cover up their tracks. <sighs> And I uh, take it from what the DM says that that's a river. <laughs> it's more of a stream. <laughs> Is it poison? You meant to mention a taint. No, it's, it's water. There could be poison water. If it's poisoned, it wasn't last time I was there. Anything else I should be on the lookout for when I head out in that direction? Probably some guns. Oh, I got plenty of them. He looks at your waist. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Haven't run out so far. What are you doing here in town? <coughs> he says, uh, You hunt men with guns. I hunt beasts with this. And he pulls the bow off his back. And drops the bow on the table. Oh, Hunter. It's the biggest game you hunt. Moose. The moose in this parts? Here and there. Good eating? Parts. Never had on a moose before. Well, tell you what. You know, pull out the billfold and count out $10 in ones. Leave it on the table. For letting me bend your ear and, uh, you know, you catch some moose next time I see you. I want a taste of that. Uh, give me a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, that's good. Uh, that is a 18. Is, um, give you one more thing. I have heard about some uh, criminals out around these parts. A fella got caught. Stagecoach out east. Mm. Some uh, local bounty hunter. Like you? <laughs> yeah, not like me. He's uh, an uncouth individual. Uh, that explains the Pinkertons then. Well, I wish him all the best. Thanks for the heads up, Mr. Two Bears. Don't drink that all in one night. I'm pointing out the bottle at the $10. Dollar A. Dollar dude. And with that, I will long rest in my bed. Uh, it seems like the consensus is sleep. You rest. Morning arrives. Okay. Hi, morning. I'm suspecting... Um... Gideon may be the first to get up because he's been sleeping for the longest. Oh. So I'm guessing by being a first of all, small children like to get up early anyway. But I'm I'm kind of suspecting he's sort of up. 
Okay. Weirdos. Before the others. Um, what I was going to say before you went for your pee break is I was going to try to find uh, Doc Potter and arrange to sleep in his like sitting room or something like that with Gideon. Because, hell, the boy did free work for you. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he basically is like, yeah, whatever. And then goes back to bed. Mm-hmm. He has no patience for you whatsoever. And he sleeps upstairs. So he doesn't really give a shit. So, you all rest. Uh, get your hit dice back. Get your points back. Do the things you do. Mm-hmm. How do you do the voodoo you do? Get your lay on hands back. Oh, yeah. I'm ready lay to lay. Lay on handsy. <laughs> Call me Levi. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> x <X-nay>. Negatory. <laughs> Alright, uh, you wake up. The sun comes up. You are offered breakfast for those of you who slept in a... Normal sleeping establishment. Mm. It's part of the terms of your room. I will eat breakfast. You have breakfast. Um, you arise. Vander Fowler's out of town. These guys went west. What about Lawrence? Lawrence also appears to be out of town. Or if he's in town, you can't find him. Um, you know that the Pinkertons went east and caught up with Chunk's Duster. And at least that's how the story goes. You also know that out east is a farmhouse you burned to the ground mm. that uh, contained a U.S. Marshal. Dead. On the west, you've got tracks leading out of town from a bunch of men on horseback uh, departing after the debacle in the city. I, I do want to inform at least some of my companions that uh, there, there's a tabernacle that has been set up to the west not too long ago. I found this information out last night from Moira, the horned woman. She was very forthcoming. The other horn gentleman was named Virgil, and he was in service to those fanatics. You're interested in pursuing them, we can. I'm very interested in pursuing them, but I will not be doing so for free. You can just take all they have, Jedediah. Plan on doing that anyway. In addition to some payment. It is my way of making a living, after all. I did appreciate our conversation the other night. It's made me think that I'm going to practice something each day. A virtue, if you will. Mm, what's th- today's virtue? Forgiveness. Prince. You're not there, but he would have made a great joke if you were. <laughs> and who are you forgiving today? When he comes down, I will do so. Alright then. So if Gideon gets up first, yep. um, he's actually going to sneak out without waking anybody up, which was probably just her because I didn't bring any of these in. Yeah. Doc Potter could sleep through a freight train drive yeah. through his house at this point. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to park on the same bench where these guys are smoking cigars and wait for that uh, shopkeep to open the store. And I'm just going to sit there and wait outside. Okay. It'd be kind of weird. But that's what I'm going to do. Do you get- now, who is it that you're waiting for? Not you, you. Me? Yes. Gideon. Gideon. So Gideon, uh, it turns out, is sleeping at Doc Potter's. Yeah, that's fine. So if you're out like out in the street, farting around, you'll see Gideon actually come out of the doctor's office and he starts traveling up towards the general store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I'll finish my breakfast and say to Jedediah, tip my hat, and there he is. What is Doc up to during all this? Uh, I'm going to go 
see Doc Potter when he's awake. <laughs> Poor bastard. He's so busy. It's going to be a little while before Temperance and Doc Potter wake up. So Doc, you'll be waiting for a little while. Gideon heads over to the general store, and the two of you finish your breakfast just as Gideon is going up the street towards the, the shop. Mm-hmm. Take the reins, whoever's taking the reins. I'll go towards the general store. All right. Uh, Gideon, you start to see Levi coming up the street at you. Um, I avoid eye contact. All right. If no eyes, I avoid all contact. <laughs> I, I, take, I take out my eyes. Just Ouch. to make you feel, feel more comfortable. <laughs> no, he's just loud. <laughs> no, um... Out by yourself, with Gideon. Well, I just need to get some new... My, my shirt and my coat were kind of ruined, and you'd see they're just still kind of... It's not fresh, but it's like pink stain. And show you my sleeve. I know the feeling. Oh, well, that, well, was, that was the worst. That was the worst I ever seen. Well, we're past it. That's what matters. Yeah. Listen, Gideon, I wanted to say that I forgive you. Why do you forgive me? I don't get you. Well, because I know that you have been a bit suspicious of me. You have been saying words to others that would make me seem less trustworthy in the eyes of our companions, and I understand you can't help it. Can I ask you a question, Mr. Williams? But I forgive you, yes. What are you? I'm a man from down south with a very storied past. Once we trust each other, Gideon, I think uh, I will... Uh, no, just what are you? Because you ain't right, and I ain't right, and we ain't right. What are you? I will say, Gideon, that you are correct in that regard, and I would be feel most comfortable telling you the entire story once we have established some trust with None of this is comforting. It ain't comforting to me every, every time I think of it. What I can tell you is that I am your ally, as well as your companion's ally. I have no intention of betraying any of you. I do not work for any sort of organization that is inimical to what we are doing here. I, 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 don't, I don't care as what organizations or things or, or what symbols you wear or what color your coat is. It's well, what you are. And it's what I am. I suppose I'm a handsome devil, some might call me. Gideon. <laughs> uh, little kid's like little kid I want. I think you said mm -hmm. it, I think you said it yourself. You and I ain't right. And that's up, and it's up to us to figure out what we're going to do with that lot in life. Isn't that right? I ain't, I, I ain't right because people didn't make me right. Did you? Something who, so who made you what you are? Yeah. I didn't ask for this. He, he swallows. And what I want to know is, did you ask for it? He swallows. In answer to your first question, friends of the family. In answer to your second question... After a while, yes, I did. I ain't got no friends. I ain't got no family. But you were involved with those men who came through and burned the tavern. I had nothing to do with them. I know. I left. I wasn't saying you were to be implicated. It's just that you know about them. Now listen, Gideon. I'm going to be staging my own personal crusade to attend their tabernacle at some point. You don't want to go there. But I do. You, you don't want to go there. How else am and I going to And I don't want, I don't want Mr. Uh, Black Blackburn. I don't want Mr. Blackburn going there, and I don't want Doc going there, and I certainly don't want Miss Temperance going there. Well, then I will. You, you can go where you like. I want to stop them. 
right now stopping. If you keep running, Gideon, they're gonna get keep gaining more ground. And if no one else has the courage to step up, then I will. But for now, know that I'm on your side and that I forgive you not trusting me. And for the Mr. time being, Williams. and I make this pledge to trust you from here on out. Mr. Williams. Until things, yes. Do you know what the difference is between a devil and an angel? Yes, I do. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you are a very intelligent boy, Gideon. Careful that that mind of yours doesn't get in your way. <laughs> now, let's engage in some commerce. I don't yeah, know when the shopkeeper opens. I just I, need to get some... I can't go out not, like and, this. And just to uh, make, make it look like I was just... Having like a fun talking to, I'll do a quick grab on the shoulder, like a shake. This is just for appearances, God. Boy, it looks very strange to have an adult talking to a little one like you. But it's extended period of time about unusual subjects. All right, and I like mess his hair. You'll be good. 